Hey, this is Lee. I really hope you've been enjoying the Business of Marketing podcast. It's from marketers and for marketers, and my intention is to bring you value, experiences, and insights that you can use. Also, if your company would like to have their own podcast, I would love to help. The team at Content Monster specializes in B2B podcasts. So if we can help, contact me at contentmonster.com. That's contentmonster, M-O-N-S-T-A.com. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, a place where you can learn how to use digital and social media to drive your business and personal brand. And now your hosts, A. Lee Judge and Dante Carter. Welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, where we talk about content creation and how to use it to connect with your audience. I'm A. Lee Judge. And I'm Dante Carter. So you had to add some flavors to that. I did, just I a little mad. bit. I'm not mad at all. Well, you know why? Because today, this show is all yours, man. Today is, is your hot topic. I'm just here for the conversation to to add some flavor to it and to understand and learn along with the audience because this topic today is your sweet spot. And I've even heard this phrase sometimes called a cliche over 2018, but I think 2019, it it's just is what it is. We talk about business content, but the best content always has what? A story. A story. Duh. <laughs> and that's your thing, man. That's so, right. Today's topic. Today's topic is what makes a good story. Mm. So, Dante, uh, let's start out with we spoke earlier about there are certain rules that go into making a story. And I know you have some opinions about those rules. So what are what are the before we get into the real the real deal? Tell me what people hear about the rules of, of storytelling. Do you really want me to talk about the rules? Yeah, I want to. I know. You, we'll talk about breaking them. <sighs> and we'll talk about how important it is to break them. You, you, you school me on that. So for those who think they know or for those who hear it, we need to let them know what they're going to hear and then let them know how to deal with what they know. Every every story follows the same plot, you should say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's more catered to. The plots change, but they all follow the same certain theme. You have your introduction, the body of your story, the conclusion. I guess some have the introduction of the character, the um, the tension in the middle, the right? The tension, yeah, yeah, the tension, and then the resolution, right? right? Resolution, conclusion, and they all kind of follow that theme. So meet Jack. This is Jack's problem. This is how Jack solved his problem. <laughs> Simple as that, <laughs> But I mean, and, and of course, as you can really tell how great a storyteller is by how deep in that tension he can get and how clear in that resolution he is in terms of how you went from that middle and point B to that ending in point C. Now, before we get into and I, and I love what you're going to tell us about breaking the rules of storytelling. But, you know, I just listened to recently a podcast that talked about the success of your favorite thing to talk about Disney and Pixar and that they've got a formula that they followed over and over and over and it's tried and true of introduce your characters give a setting of where they're at introduce a problem build some tension resolve it happily ever after that formula has been proven to work now maybe there's a difference between entertainment and and business stories so 
where where does that work and why do you challenge that sometimes? Well, well see, and this is why I love I love Disney so much. Because the thing about Disney is, right, they started off marketing to a group of people that people just didn't care about. Who are they marketing? Who are they speaking to? These young children. Well, guess what happened? Those young children grew up and they shared those stories with their children. And those adults, right, they became grandparents and showed those stories. And now you've created a generation of followers. Six, which, seven, eight generations of yeah, followers. Yeah, I mean, and you can't you can't beat that. But here's the thing. As business owners, we are problem solvers. Mm -hmm. We talk about introducing a problem. Well, we don't exist if there's not a problem that we can't solve. Mm -hmm. And so that problem is the meat of your story. Okay. And so it's really about getting deep, diving deep, and really getting to the whole point of, okay, asking yourself, my name's Joe the Plumber. Why am I in existence? Why do I exist? Mm -hmm. I exist because... Some people put too much toilet paper in the toilet. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> and because there are people who love grandma's apple pie and grandma always dumps those peelings down the drain, which calls what? All kind of mishaps on Thanksgiving and Christmas and any other holiday. Mm -hmm. So really getting to the heart of those stories, bringing them to life. And it just doesn't have to be, oh, I'm Joe the plumber. I'm coming to unclog your drain. It can be that whole showing grandma working overnight to make this pie and she's so intent on making sure that she's preparing a dish that her grandchildren and her children are going to love mm -hmm. that she's not thinking about where she's putting these peelings and ultimately it leads to this mishap she's like oh my goodness what am i going to do da, 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 da. here comes <laughs> joe, joe the plumber, the plumber. <laughs> don't worry grandma i got that i'll make sure that you are ready for dinner you know however you want to say it I'm, mm -hmm. of course i'm being funny with it but that's that's getting to the true heart, the true element of of storytelling. Like, stop trying to sell me and, and, and give me discounts. When has Apple ever had a discount? Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to name drop. They, I know we don't want to. They sell the story, the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. But they've they've connected with us. Walt Disney has connected with us. I don't. Disney will tell you they're giving you a discount. <laughs> Yeah, but we know the real deal. <laughs> we know the real deal. But it works because they connect it with us. That's why when people say, when you hear the the term, the happiest place on earth, we automatically think Disney mm -hmm. because their stories have resonated with us. That's what Walt Disney was great at. He was a storyteller, but he understood how to make technology um, work for his storytelling. So for him, he really took the focus on animation. You see that they went from animation to 3D with Pixar, and they're always finding new ways of developing so how does that work for business owners? What I'm saying for business owners is this. If you want to create lifelong customers, create a story that passes down, not just from that client, but to their children, to their grandchildren. Even to the next client, their friend. Yeah. Yeah. Because people tell stories about their experience, their customer experience, and it can spread horizontally right now. Through but I, I want the kids, though. I want the kids. I want, want the grandchildren. Want long business. That's right. I'm in this. I'm in this for the long haul. Okay. Okay. You know. So I mean, I I think the the neighbor, their friends, that's all a given. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do good work. People are going to talk about you. Mm -hmm. But if you create a story that's passed down, and that parent can say, "This story is important because we had this issue, and that's exactly how they helped us." Now you're raising kids on that. You know. You know I mentioned reason I mentioned the. 
the friends is because coming from the business world, people are thinking about this quarter, let alone this year. You know, and, and one of the hardest things to to teach about content marketing is that it's a long game. Yeah. You don't get results right now. And if you can convince somebody that they'll get results within the next year, you've won. But to convince them they'll get the next generation, that's absolutely true. But to convince someone, that's absolutely difficult well, or impossible. I, I think we have to stay we have to stay short sighted for for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You can start thinking longer term the deeper you get into this. But you can stay short-sighted. So, I mean, you, you got to think about it. So, for Walt Disney, a lot of people did not think that his message could resonate with such a young audience and how that could turn into a great transaction. But what he found and what he showed the world is it did. And so what I'm saying is for that short term, okay, get your clients, you know, enter into their circles, sharing your story. But when you can get to that place of, wow, I've entered into 20 different circles. Wow, not only am I in these 20 different circles, but their children are wanting to do business with me. You know, they've reached the age where, where are they're in a place, in, in a position where they can do business with me. And now they're wanting to because of this this message, because of this, um, the results that all start with my story. Mm-hmm. And so really just getting getting back to that point. I was saying that something, against, never mind. I thought your knee was against the microphone. I kept seeing the microphone. No, I kept it down. I kept it down. That was just my head. It was like, ah. (laughs) We're having to make sure that the the studio is not rocking here with uh, with things. So sorry for the the interruption, but I'm definitely hearing that. So I guess from a business standpoint, it's good to understand the short and the long term. Yeah. it's uh, hopefully can convince the the C-suite to see both ends of that. Well, I I mean, the the big thing is for me, when I started my own company, I didn't enter this as a well, man, if I can make it five, 10 years, I'll be good. Granted, there are those people. They they want to get their They want to start their company. They want to get the revenue up. They want to be able to put together f- some um, financial forecasts so they they can say, you know what, man, I can sell my company for X amount of dollars. There are those people. For me, I'm looking at this as a company that. When I'm old, if I decide I want to pass this on to my daughter, she can take the reins and run with it. That's the establishment I want to build. But we all know this is all based upon relationships. And with relationships, it's all about how do you connect with people. And in this digital age where so many people are at your fingertips, what's the message that you want to send to them? What's the story that you want them to hear? What's the impact that you want to make in their lives? So I think it's it's important for us to be clear that we recognize that there, there are a lot of different approaches and, and ways you have to deal with telling a business story mm-hmm. because there are some companies, like you said, who absolutely are look to, looking to build a company to sell it. And, look, you know, a part of an exit strategy would not be to make sure you sell to the next generation. Exit strategy is sell this company in the next year or two, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still a place for storytelling because – you can, you might be able to get some quick term results or at least build the brand larger and that brand recognition will help in, in that short term sale as well. Well, your brand, I mean, it's not your brand until you own your story. So whether it's short term or long term, you your brand still has to mean something and your story is what gives that brand meaning. And so you can sit over here and say, you know what, I want these colors, I want these amazing pictures, I want this, I want that. But if there's no context 
to why those things are important to you, they fall on deaf ears. And what, what gives that all context is your story. And so I'm not saying that you, you're creating a story that's about, you know, your family or this or that. What I'm what I'm saying is create a story about your why. Why are you in business? What impact do you want to make? And what are the results that prove how efficient and effective you are? You know, you, you mentioned the why. And I remember reading, like, I think it was from Simon Sinek's book, Why, talking about the, the Walmart story and how that company evolved with a strong why. And then when they lost their why, the company faltered a bit. Um, and once they figured out how to get that why back, they started crushing again and, you know, crushed out your, your Kmart and your Roses type stores because they didn't have their why. And, and often, especially since I, mentioned, since I mentioned the whole short-term thing, when a company's why becomes sell the company, it starts to falter, I think, my opinion, right then because the why becomes because we want to sell this company and they start losing their story, right? Yeah. Um, so the companies that can manage to hold on to that story, not only build the brand, but they also, if they're in it for the long haul, then they're building this very strong foundation for that long haul. But, you know, even if they're in it for the, the short haul, I mean, it's really all about, it's, it's all about, okay, even if that story changes, it was still the original story. And that's what you're selling is authenticity. That's what people want. People want to connect with you. So even if you say, you know what, I'm going to buy the Atlanta Hawks and I'm only going to own them for five years. I want a Super Bowl in those five years. I mean, <laughs> an NBA championship in those five <laughs> years. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking about the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. But the the whole point is your why you bought that team is still going to be the biggest thing that connects you to the fan base. You know, I mean, that's that's the biggest reason why Dan Gilbert is as popular as he is in, in Cleveland, you know, or I don't know if popular is the right word. I mean, you know, him and LeBron. But the biggest factor is people know his story. They know LeBron. They understand that team. And the fact that he was able to get LeBron to come back, the fact that they were able to bring an NBA championship to the Cleveland um, Cavaliers, that was huge. And so, you know, it's interesting, too, from a, from a personal level, I'm sure at some point in business, we've all met someone that even if the timing wasn't right, we said to ourselves, you know what? I want to do business with you. And it, it was not likely because of their product in particular, but something about that person, something about their story, how they got to where they are, something about who they are and something about them that you felt from understanding more about them made you want to say, when the time comes, I want to do business with you. And I think those experiences come from learning someone's true story. Yeah. They're true and authentic story. Yeah. They don't come from, oh, that project has a great widget attached to it or that product that product is is shiny. Because you know you're going to find other pro- products later on or services that do the same thing, maybe even better. And you won't make that promise for the future of buying that product just b- based off of features. But that story is what it is and will never change and therefore you're going to buy into that and want to do business at some point. And, and the story is a great introduction into who you are. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I might show up at certain events and I'm I'm getting ready to speak. And it's always a story that I put up of myself on social media where people just feel more connected. They'll walk up and they'll introduce themselves. And, wow, we love the work that you're doing with attorneys. How's your daughter? And it's all these little details that I've I've kind of. 
woven into my story where you can tell and you can see like these are the little things that people are connected to. Yes, they know I do PR. Yes, they know I focus on on storytelling. Yes, they know I'm I'm a lover of of video storytelling. They know these things. But how I how I weaved who my wife is into that story, my daughter into that story, because at the end of the day, people know me. They're like Dante's cool. But for some audiences, the fact that he's a he's a business guy and a family guy may not be the biggest thing. But the fact that he has a cute little girl might be huge for them. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about really understanding, OK, what do people connect with me over? And that's a part of your story that you didn't have to tell. But because it's authentic and it tells who you are, uh, it makes people a little bit closer to you, right? It makes yeah. it easier to do business. And the same thing happened to me. For the longest, I kept a huge part of my personal story away from my business world. Um, you know, for a large part of my professional career, even as as I was as as I was a corporate marketer, I was also a DJ. Um, there was a time when I would pull a Superman. I would do nine to five as a corporate marketer for a company. And I would leave the office, go in my truck, change clothes into DJ gear and go straight to the club or to a sound check or something, even, even to a plane many times to fly to another country to go do a gig somewhere in another country and be back by Monday as if nothing ever happened. That part of my story, I never told mm-hmm. because there's a Stereotype that maybe I was less professional because I was a DJ. I mean, even Geico had a commercial where they totally insulted DJs by saying, would you buy from this guy? He's just a DJ. That was really insulting. But let me, let me digress. <laughs> the, the, part, the point is that I hid part of my real story. And what I did not give about that story was that during that time, I learned lots of business lessons, you know, from contracting to, mar- to how to judge a market, how to price for a market how to promote, how to create content. I mean, I was creating, I was vlogging before vlogging was even popular. So I was creating content and hacking how to distribute it. All of the, those experiences feed into where I am right now. And once I decided that I'm going to, so to speak, come out and tell my real, my whole story of, look, yes, I'm a professional marketer, um, you know, the white collar office guy, but I've also been a professional DJ I didn't know if it was going to wreck my career or enhance it. Turns out it greatly enhanced it because I told my story. And I also realized once I said that, that most digital marketers today didn't come through a traditional marketer path because when we were in school, it didn't exist. Yeah. So I found digital marketers, executives, directors, VPs, CMOs who were graphic designers at some point who might have been data analysts who might have been DJs, you know, all kinds of things. You know, they were bloggers or writers or whatever, but they understood important parts of what is called digital marketing today, and they're excelling because their story included things that were different. Now, I tell all that to say that even for an individual, the story matters to your business. And most of my business today comes from people who have connected to my story, not just marketing, but to my entire story of who I am. And then on the flip side, what did you do for DJs? You just changed the perception of them. There, you, there's no longer this image of you don't want to be that guy because you don't know who that guy could become. Yeah. And you are who that guy became. Yeah. So you changed the perception of DJs and how people are going to look at DJs going forward. And I just think it's, it's huge because there's so many parts of our stories that, that we want to hide. You know, I've got a client 
the thing that connected him to so many people is a case that he lost. But the case was so big and he fought so hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that was they knew he didn't lose because of a lack of effort. They know that it was the cars just didn't fall in his hands. It was a huge case mm-hmm. and he was going up literally against the state of Georgia. But this is a case that thrusted him into the spotlight. He's a guy that, that took on the governor, took on the mayor. So that story fighting. is impacting his business. Yeah. Because it's been told by Carter Media. <laughs> <laughs> I, give you the plug, I appreciate man. that. No, I appreciate no, that. Really, because, I mean, so that attorney, I learned about him through you, mm-hmm. but I learned about him through the content you created for him. I learned about the story you told for this attorney. Now, even though the story was focused on his client, I knew that it was because of this attorney. And so, again, that story drove business for this attorney. And that's, that's, that's key. And it's, it's not just, I mean, these are, you know, in, in the, if you want to simplify it, it's a testimonial, right? That's, yeah. that's, it's a glorified testimonial. Okay. But it's a testimonial that aims straight for the heart. And that's what you want. You don't want somebody up there. I was hurt. And um, I just, you know, my sink was full of water and I couldn't get the water out. And so I called Joe the plumber. <laughs> I thought you were going from somebody who was injured. This Joe is- saved dinner. <laughs> he really did. You know, like, you know, I thought this came from the from the attorney. <laughs> From the attorney side of somebody who has a tragedy in your life. And you went back to Joe with some, I love Joe, man. <laughs> some pain. Oh, man, it's time to wrap this show up. So there you go. We got some examples of, 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 of personal, personal stories, business stories, and how you can definitely use a good story to and, and what makes a good story to help drive your business. Any uh, any parting words? Uh, you, you use either voice you want to use, either the, the lady in the plumbing distress or use Dante, whichever one. <laughs> you all make sure that you like and subscribe to the business of content because Dante Carter and A. Lee Judge are just doing such fabulous, I mean, fantabulous You're jobs. killing me, man. You're killing me. Thank you so do, much, fellas. Thank you, miss. So, Dante, how do we contact you? You can reach me on every social media platform, Dante Carter, D-O-N-T-A-Y-E, Carter. I am the uh, founder, owner, and operator of Carter Media Group, and uh, check us out, follow us. We're always giving tips on telling a good story, and uh, we'd love to help you, and we'd love for you guys to tune in, so subscribe. Doing some good stuff, man. And I am A. Lee Judge. Find me in my favorite place socially on LinkedIn.com slash A. Lee Judge. Also, the website is Content Monster, M-O-N-S-T-A dot com. All right. Find me. Let's talk. And Dante, until next time, man. Peace. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Business of Content Podcast, brought to you by ContentMonster.com and Carter Media. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to give it five stars and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.